Welcome to the Our Safe Harbor Church podcast. Here you can listen to our Sunday sermon, Monday morning message, and midweek Bible study. We hope you will consider subscribing, sharing, leaving a review, but please be sure to check out our website at www.OurSafeHarbor.com to learn more about us and find ways to get involved. Our Safe Harbor Church, we are with you wherever you are. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me again on this journey of figuring out how to better reflect God in all aspects of life by looking at some things that I wish I had been taught. Now, we've been on a long road together looking at different political ideas that are often claimed to be supported by biblical texts and at times Jesus himself. In this video and the following, we're going to look at why that is often a misuse of these sacred texts as well as Jesus's words and life. Then we will look at how we can do things better when it comes to politics because as stressful as it may be to a lot of us, it is a part of our daily lives. So let's look deeper into this misuse of the Bible and Jesus that often occurs surrounding political ideas. Ephesians 4.15, which reads, Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head, that is Christ. And so I'm going to focus on the section of speaking the truth in love. This is one of the many passages that is often used as sort of a go-ahead to point out someone that we believe to be wrong. Uh, in some ways, it's used to attack people, to put them down. And other ways, it's used to impress our beliefs onto them and force our beliefs onto them because we know the real truth and because it's the loving thing to do. Now, this tends to stem from the idea of uniformity and not unity and that we have to believe everything the, the same because of misconceptions such as you can't have true love for someone without doctrinal truth, whichever doctrinal truth is being talked about. Ironically enough, this is used to exclude people rather than draw them together and actually be united. And these doctrinal truths are then used by so many people in politics to push beliefs and ideals onto people they have no relationship with, that they have no idea of and don't even know. But that's the thing about the context of this verse and many others like it. It's not about some abstract idea of truth. It's about being open and honest with others in a relationship. It's about having humility, not believing that your opinions or my opinions or beliefs to be the truth, firm and unchanging, even if it is a doctrine that you hold dear. Speaking the truth in love is something that must be earned. Think about this, how can we earn the right to speak into someone else's life? How can we claim to have a moral obligation to speak of all of the ways that someone is wrong, according to us, when we have no relationship with them, when we don't even know them? But that's the thing about partisan politics in America, which is the context from, I'm, from which I'm speaking. We see so often that relationships aren't even needed to speak into the life or about someone else. 
politics in a way gives us sort of a free pass to pick from the Bible, whatever we choose, and think in absolutes of wrong and right. Both sides on politics that I've mentioned claim to be all good and seek power to save us while claiming the other side is evil and wants to destroy us, whoever the us is. It's created a toxicity among all of us that is literally tearing us apart from one another by way of using insult, anger, fear, backstabbing, hatred. We align with one side and claim that it will enforce the will of God better. But is this how we see it in the Bible? Is this how the Bible in its context speaks of government rule and politics? Honestly, no. And now I'm gonna give you some examples of why I say that. When we look at Jesus's Sermon on the Mount, it actually undermines the political powers during that day and is quite a critique of Roman government by saying that the ones on the bottom of the totem pole are the ones that are actually on top. They are the blessed ones and giving woes to the ones that are usually on top of the totem pole. And then there's Paul. Paul often went against the ruler of his time, that being Caesar, by calling Jesus Lord, rather than encouraging people to align with Caesar. He flat out went against him, which was a huge thing. And the last example I'll leave with you in this video is in the book of Revelation. So the language of this book is apocalyptic and often metaphoric and very hard to understand. And I'm not claiming to have the perfect or scholarly understanding of it right now. However, the message it provides for its readers in this apocalyptic picture is a resounding cry of why the Roman Empire and its economic war machine should never have been seen as a stand-in for the kingdom of God. Specifically, we can look at Revelation chapter 21. This section in Revelation is putting focus on the Christians that have been under Roman rule and influence. It speaks to and against political regimes and systems that were anti or against God and anti or against Christ. They were enticing people away from God and having them put their hope into this system or regime instead of God. And this created a problem of people aligning with the regime or the system and then trying to make God fit into it so that it could be backed by God. Now, in our modern time, the term for this is called civil religion. This is when people make political systems and ideas their God and then attempt to immerse them with religion and meld the two together as if they can become one. However, the message that we see in the book of Revelation is that the two cannot be one. And in fact, they have to be kept separate. And if this sounds familiar to you, the separation of church and state or church and government, I'd invite you to take a look or take a gander at the United States Constitution and the writings of the Founding Fathers. They, just like the writer of Revelation, seem to understand that God and Christianity or God and religion could not be politicized. 
and quite frankly, should not be. So for the sake of this video though, I'm gonna pause right here and we'll pick this back up in the next video. Um, and as comfortable as this may be getting for some of us, I really invite you guys and encourage you guys to stick with me through this to the end. It'll all be worth it. Um, and I hope that you're enjoying it. I will see you next time and I hope you guys have a great day.